O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Saturday, September 25th. It's hard to believe that we are almost at the top of the mountain. In about another day, we will start a new reading cycle through the Torah, starting with Breshit, Genesis 1.1. For those of you who have been listening throughout the year, way to go! The Word of God is what protects us against deception and delusion. In the world we now live in, finding truth is something you have to seek after with all of your heart, because there are so many lies being pushed and promoted through the mainstream media. We must love truth and seek after truth. Truth is a person, and that person is Yeshua. We are warned about a strong, deluding spirit that will be present in the end days, as it is written in 2 Thessalonians 2, 9-12. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan, with all power, signs, and lying wonders, and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish, because they did not receive the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this reason, God will send them strong delusion, that they should believe the lie, that they all may be condemned who did not believe the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. Beloved, I believe we are rapidly approaching the end days, so guard your mind and your heart by staying in the Word and staying close to Yeshua. Are you being blessed by this ministry? please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we conclude the Torah portion for Feast of Tabernacles. Ezekiel 39, 16-29 There will be a town there named Hamona, which means hoard, and so the land will finally be cleansed. And now, son of man, this is what the Sovereign Lord says, Call all the birds and wild animals. Say to them, Gather together for my great sacrificial feast. Come from far and near to the mountains of Israel, and there eat flesh and drink blood. Eat the flesh of mighty men and drink the blood of princes as though they were rams, lambs, goats, and bulls, all fattened animals from Bashan. Gorge yourselves with flesh until you are glutted. Drink blood until you are drunk. This is the sacrificial feast I have prepared for you. Feast at my banquet, 
feast on horses and charioteers, on mighty men and all kinds of valiant warriors, says the Sovereign Lord. In this way I will demonstrate my glory to the nations. Everyone will see the punishment I have inflicted on them and the power of my fist when I strike. And from that time on the people of Israel will know that I am Yahweh, their Elohim. The nations will then know why Israel was sent away to exile. It was punishment for sin, for they were unfaithful to their God. Therefore I turned away from them and let their enemies destroy them. I turned my face away and punished them because of their defilement and their sins. So now this is what the Sovereign Lord says, I will end the captivity of my people. I will have mercy on all Israel, for I jealously guard my holy reputation. They will accept responsibility for their past shame and unfaithfulness after they come home to live in peace in their own land with no one to bother them. When I bring them home from the lands of their enemies, I will display my holiness among them for all the nations to see. Then my people will know that I am Yahweh their Elohim, because I sent them away to exile and brought them home again. I will leave none of my people behind, and I will never again turn my face from them, for I will pour out my Spirit upon the people of Israel. I, the Sovereign Lord, have spoken. Isaiah 45:11-48:11. This is what the Lord says, the Holy One of Israel and your Creator. Do you question what I do for my children? Do you give me orders about the work of my hands? I am the one who made the earth and created people to live on it. With my hands I stretched out the heavens. All the stars are at my command. I will raise up Cyrus to fulfill my righteous purpose, and I will guide his actions. He will restore my city and free my captive people without seeking a reward. I, the Lord of Heaven's armies, Yahweh Savayot, have spoken. This is what the Lord says. You will rule the Egyptians, the Ethiopians, and the Sabaeans. They will come to you with all their merchandise, and it will all be yours. They will follow you as prisoners in chains. They will fall to their knees in front of you and say, God is with you, and he is the only God. There is no other. Truly, O God of Israel, our Savior, you work in mysterious ways. All craftsmen who make idols will be humiliated. They will all be disgraced together. But the Lord will save the people of Israel with eternal salvation. Throughout everlasting ages, they will never again be humiliated and disgraced. But the Lord is God, and He created the heavens and earth, and put everything in place. He made the world to be lived in, not to be a place of empty chaos. I am the Lord, He says, and there is no other. I publicly proclaim bold promises. I do not whisper obscurities in some dark corner. I would not have told the people of Israel to seek me if I could not be found. I, the Lord, speak only what is true and declare only what is right. Gather together and come, 
you fugitives from surrounding nations. What fools they are who carry around their wooden idols and pray to gods that cannot save. Consult together, argue your case, get together and decide what to say. Who made these things known so long ago? What idol ever told you they would happen? Was it not I, the Lord? For there is no other God but me, a righteous God and Savior. There is none but me. Let all the world look to me for salvation. For I am God, there is no other. I have sworn by my own name. I have spoken the truth, and I will never go back on my word. Every knee will bend to me, and every tongue will declare allegiance to me. The people will declare, The Lord is the source of all my righteousness and strength, and all who were angry with him will come to him and be ashamed. In the Lord all the generations of Israel will be justified, and in him they will boast. Bel and Nebo, the gods of Babylon, bow low as they are lowered to the ground. They are being hauled away on ox carts. The poor beasts stagger under the weight. Both the idols and their owners are bowed down. The gods cannot protect the people, and the people cannot protect the gods. They go off into captivity together. Listen to me, descendants of Jacob, all you who remain in Israel. I have cared for you since you were born. Yes, I carried you before you were born. I will be your God throughout your lifetime, until your hair is white with age. I made you, and I will care for you. I will carry you along and save you. To whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Some people pour out their silver and gold and hire a craftsman to make a god from it. Then they bow down and worship it. They carry it around on their shoulders, and when they set it down, it stays there. It can't even move. And when someone prays to it, there is no answer. It can't rescue anyone from trouble. Do not forget this. Keep it in mind. Remember this, you guilty ones. Remember the things I have done in the past, for I alone am God. I am God, and there is none like me. Only I can tell you the future, before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish. I will call a swift bird of prey from the east, a leader from a distant land, to come and do my bidding. I have said what I would do, and I will do it. Listen to me, you stubborn people, who are so far from doing right. For I am ready to set things right, not in the distant future, but right now. I am ready to save Jerusalem and show my glory to Israel. Come down, virgin daughter of Babylon, and sit in the dust, for your days of sitting on a throne have ended. O daughter of Babylon, never again will you be the lovely princess, tender and delicate. Take heavy millstones and grind flour. Remove your veil and strip off your robe. Expose yourself to public view. You will be naked and burdened with shame. I will take vengeance against you without pity. Our Redeemer, whose name is the Lord of Heaven's armies, Yahweh Sabaoth, is the Holy One of Israel. O beautiful Babylon, sit now in darkness and silence. 
Never again will you be known as the Queen of Kingdoms. For I was angry with my chosen people and punished them by letting them fall into your hands. But you, Babylon, showed them no mercy. You oppressed even the elderly. You said, I will reign forever as Queen of the World. You did not reflect on your actions or think about their consequences. Listen to this, you pleasure-loving kingdom, living at ease and feeling secure. You say, I am the only one and there is no other. I will never be a widow or lose my children. Well, both these things will come upon you in a moment, widowhood and the loss of your children. Yes, these calamities will come upon you despite all your witchcraft and magic. You felt secure in your wickedness. No one sees me, you said, but your wisdom and knowledge have led you astray. And you said, I am the only one and there is no other. So disaster will overtake you and you won't be able to charm it away. Calamity will fall upon you and you won't be able to buy your way out. A catastrophe will strike you suddenly, one for which you are not prepared. Now use your magical charms. Use the spells you have worked at all these years. Maybe they will do you some good. Maybe they will do you some good. Maybe they can make someone afraid of you. All the advice you receive has made you tired. Where are all your astrologers, those stargazers who make predictions each month? Let them stand up and save you from what the future holds. But they are like straw burning in a fire. They cannot save themselves from the flame. You will get no help from them at all. Their hearth is no place to sit for warmth, and all your friends, those with whom you have done business since childhood, will go their own ways, turning a deaf ear to your cries. Listen to me, O family of Jacob, you who are called by the name of Israel and born into the family of Judah. Listen, you who take oaths in the name of the Lord and call on the God of Israel. You don't keep your promises, even though you call yourself the holy city, and talk about depending upon the God of Israel, whose name is Yahweh Sabaoth, the Lord of heaven's armies. Long ago I told you what was going to happen. Then suddenly I took action, and all my predictions came true, for I know how stubborn and obstinate you are. Your necks are as unbending as iron. Your heads are as hard as bronze. That is why I told you what would happen. I told you beforehand what I was going to do. Then you could never say my idols did it. My wooden image and metal god commanded it to happen. You have heard my predictions and seen them fulfilled, but you refuse to admit it. Now I will tell you new things, secrets you have not yet heard. They are brand new, not things from the past, so you cannot say we knew that all the time. Yes, I will tell you of things that are entirely new, things you never heard of before, for I know so well what traitors you are. You have been rebels from birth, yet, for my own sake and for the honor of my name, I will hold back my anger and not wipe you out. I have refined you, but not as silver is refined. Rather, I have refined you in the furnace of suffering. I will rescue you for my sake, yes, for my own sake. I will not let my reputation be tarnished, and I will not share my glory with idols.
Ephesians 4, 1-16 Therefore I, Paul, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in the Spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one Spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for the future. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all, in all, and living through all. However, He has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Yeshua. That is why the scriptures say, When He ascended to the heights, He led a crowd of captives and gave gifts to His people. Notice that it says He ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world. And the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens, so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Now these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastors and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Messiah. This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and knowledge of God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Yeshua. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new doctrine or teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like the truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church. He makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow, so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Psalm 68, 19-35 Praise the Lord, praise God our Savior, for each day He carries us in His arms. Our God is a God who saves. The Sovereign Lord rescues us from death. But God will smash the heads of His enemies, crushing the skulls of those who love their guilty ways. The Lord says, I will bring my enemies down from Bashan. I will bring them up from the depths of the sea. You, my people, will wash your feet in their blood, and even your dogs will get their share. Your procession has come into view, O God, the procession of my God and King as he goes into the sanctuary. Singers are in front, musicians behind. Between them are young women playing tambourines. Praise God, all you people of Israel. Praise the Lord, the source of Israel's life. Look, the little tribe of Benjamin leads the way. Then comes a great throng of rulers from Judah, and all the rulers of Zebulun and Naphtali. Summon your might, O God. Display your power, O God, as you have in the past. 
The kings of the earth are bringing tribute to your temple in Jerusalem. Rebuke these enemy nations, these wild animals lurking in the reeds, this herd of bulls among the weaker calves. Make them bring bars of silver in humble tribute. Scatter the nations that delight in war. Let Egypt come with gifts of precious metals. Let Ethiopia bow in submission to God. Sing to God, you kingdoms of the earth. Sing praises to the Lord. Sing to the one who rides across the ancient heavens, his mighty voice thundering from the sky. Tell everyone about God's power. His majesty shines down on Israel. His strength is mighty in the heavens. God is awesome in his sanctuary. The God of Israel gives power and strength to his people. Praise be to God. Proverbs 24, 3 and 4 A house is built by wisdom and becomes strong through good sense. Through knowledge its rooms are filled with all sorts of precious riches and valuables. I'd like to speak to you today from Ezekiel 39, and then we're going to jump into Isaiah 45 through 48. And what's interesting about the Bible is that the Lord works and speaks through patterns. So if any of you are into craft, uh, such as making a quilt or crocheting or knitting, there's often a pattern that's repeating when you are crocheting or knitting that blanket. And Yahweh works that way in his word. He works through patterns that repeat over and over and over. And then when you step back and look at the overall picture, you can see the pattern. And so in today's reading from Ezekiel 39, we are seeing a repeating pattern that's been hinted at, a remez hint over and over and over. And what is that pattern? It's hinting at the greater exodus to come. Let's unpack it and see how that's so. So in Ezekiel 39, we're coming to the conclusion of the Gog-Magog war, and God is speaking, and he is talking about his purpose in why his people, the house of Israel, the whole house of Israel, all 12 tribes, the house of Jacob, the house of Jacob is Yeshua's family, why they were sent into exile, and what he's going to do in the end of days to bring them out of exile. So in Ezekiel 39.23, the nations will then know why Israel was sent away to exile. This is not just talking about the Jews. This is talking about all of God's people. That includes you and me, my friend. They will know why Israel was sent away to exile. It was punishment for sin, for they were unfaithful to their God. Therefore I turned away from them and let their enemies destroy them. How prophetic is that? We have been sent to exile, our ancestors, and here we are in places like New Zealand, Australia, Canada, America, and Europe. And we live in exile, we're outside of the land, and what's going on in these nations right now? We're being destroyed from within by the cancer of communism, by the cancer of fascism and dictatorial decrees uh, with mandates and lockdowns and quarantines and shutting down the economy. 
Verse 24, I turned my face away and punished them because of their defilement and their sins. This is why God is explaining why he's allowed us to be in exile and why we've been turned over to the hands of our enemies. And so then he goes on to say what he's going to do. Verse 26, they will accept responsibility, that's us, for their past shame and unfaithfulness after they come home to live in peace in their own land with no one to bother them. So what's that talking about? It's talking about we're going to come home. What's home? Israel. When I bring them home from the lands of their enemies, I will display my holiness among them for all the nations to see. That's the future prophetic decree and declaration that there is a future exodus to come, a greater exodus to come, that he's going to gather all of his people from all the nations, from all the corners of the earth, and he's going to bring us home from the land of our enemies, and he's going to bring us home to Israel. Israel. Verse 28, then my people will know that I am Yahweh, their Elohim, because I sent them away to exile and I brought them home again. I will leave none of my people behind. And that you can count on. Now, when we think about the terrible human tragedy and the debacle of the United States exit from Afghanistan and the hundreds, even thousands, of U.S. citizens and persecuted Christians, friends of the U.S., that have been left behind to be gang-raped, to be taken in as sex slaves, to be executed, to be beaten uh, by the Taliban, all the people that were left behind This is how the world operates. This is the hand of Hasatan. But God says, and he promises, I will leave none of my people behind. So you don't have to worry that when this greater exodus to come happens, well, uh, how do I participate? How do I get to be part of that? I'm uh, in a wheelchair. I'm blind. I have a bad hip. I don't have very good health. The Lord is not going to leave any of his people behind. Now, how he accomplishes that, I don't know. It could be quite miraculous. Will we walk? Will we drive? Will we get on a plane and fly? Will the Lord uh, supernaturally translate us or transport us? I don't know. But I know he's going to do it. Let's continue now in Isaiah chapter forty. And in chapter 45, another remez hint about this greater exodus to come. In verse 20, chapter 45, verse 20, Gather together and come, you fugitives from surrounding nations. Gather together and come, you fugitives from surrounding nations. And then he goes on to say, In verse 23, every knee will bend to me and every tongue will declare allegiance to me. This is a remez hint pointing us to Yeshua in the Old Testament. Yeshua is very much present in the Old Testament. 
How so? Well, let's cross-reference this to Philippians chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. Um, this is Paul speaking, and I'll start in verse 9. Therefore God also has highly exalted him, who's him, Yeshua, and given him, Yeshua, the name which is above every name, that at the name of Yeshua every knee should bow, of those in heaven, and of those on earth, and of those under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Yeshua is Yahweh, to the glory of God the Father. Now in the King James it says Jesus is Lord. And you've probably heard or sung the famous song that every knee should bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But really, it's a mistranslation. Anytime you see the word LORD in all caps in the King James, actually, it's Yahweh. So that every tongue should confess that Yeshua is Yahweh to the glory of God the Father. So the Father and the Son, they are one. And we see this then in Isaiah chapter 45, verse 23. Every knee will bend to me, that is Yeshua, Yahweh, and every tongue will declare allegiance to me. Now this next section is very, very precious. Chapter 46, verses 3 and 4. This is highly, highly encouraging and strengthening, especially if any are hurting or suffering or going through a trial or some kind of a loss. These verses are very precious, and I'd encourage you to write them down on a little index card and Tape it to your refrigerator or put it on your window in front of your desk so that you can meditate on it. Verses 3 and 4. Listen to me, descendants of Jacob. That's all of us. That's the whole house of Israel, all 12 tribes. That includes Jews and non-Jews. It includes you and me. That is who the family of, of God is. The family of Yeshua is the house of Jacob. Listen to me, descendants of Jacob, all you who remain in Israel. I have cared for you since you were born. Yes, I carried you before you were born. I will be your God throughout your lifetime until your hair is white with age. I made you, and I will care for you. I will carry you along and save you. Abba, thank you. Thank you for showing that to us, that we are never alone, and that you are with us every step of the way on our journey, that you are with us from birth until our hair turns white and until we pass and go into the eternity. Thank you, Father. We love you. Okay, let's look at verse 10. I am God and there is none like me. Only I can tell you the future before it even happens. Everything I plan will come to pass. This is revealing to us some of the nature and the character of God, that he is omniscient, he knows all, and he is sovereign. He is El Elyon. He is the most high. And so he knows all things. He knows the future. And this is why he can tell us prophecy of what's going to happen in the future. And then it comes to pass because it's his nature and his character. Verse uh, 12 and 13. Listen to me, you stubborn people who are so far from doing right. For I am ready to set things right, not in the distant future, but right now. 
I am ready to save Jerusalem and show my glory to Israel. So, this, I believe, is a now word. I think, I believe that the United States is the end of days daughter of Babylon nation, and this nation is going to be judged by God. This nation is the end of days daughter of Babylon nation will fall. And in fact, in the very next verse, Isaiah 47 verse 1, there's a connection there. Come down, virgin daughter of Babylon, and sit in the dust. For your days of sitting on a throne have ended. Now, this daughter of Babylon nation is also related to the end-of-days beast system, the mystery Babylon harlot woman who sits on a beast and drinks from a golden goblet, and she gets drunk on the blood of the saints, and the nations drink from that goblet the wine of her abominations. That woman, spoken of in Revelation 18, is the same end-of-days daughter of Babylon nation, And so she sits on a throne and she thinks that she's a queen and that she is untouchable. And yet God is saying, your days of sitting on a throne have ended. And God is saying, I'm ready to set things right, not in the distant future, but right now. Things are out of order. There is no justice in our court system. Things are corrupted, and and there's much uh, treachery, and collusion, and backroom deals going on, and the rich are getting richer, and the middle class is rapidly disappearing, and things are not right. They're out of order. It's like we're living in a third world nation now. The supply chains are broken. It might take six, seven, eight months to get basic parts to do an auto repair. Uh, you, you can't get through to anybody when you call over the phone for customer service. Nobody answers the phone. And so it's time for the Lord to set things right. And he's saying, not in the distant future, but right now, I'm ready to save Jerusalem and show my glory. So, Father, we are ready for that. We are ready for you to come and set things right. There is so much corruption, so much oppression, so much uh, people who are power-hungry and who have let the power get to their head and to their heart and are wielding that power to, to oppress people, to lock people down and quarantine them and take away basic freedoms, to treat us like prisoners. And so, Father, we look to you. Your word is true. Your word is right. We love you and we love your word and we cry out to you, Abba. We cry out to you that you would come soon and you would set things right. People are dying in Afghanistan. People are suffering in Australia and New Zealand. People are suffering even here in America. And violence has skyrocketed in the cities of this nation. Yeshua, we cry out to you to come and set things right and deal with this Babylon worldly system. 
that has its tentacles in so many areas of life, in the marketplace, in the economy, in the world of politics, in the world of health care. It's so corrupted, we can't even trust going to hospitals anymore because they've been compromised and corrupted. Oh, Abba, we look to you. Please come soon and set things right. Guard and protect your people. Thank you that we are not alone, that you have cared for us since we were born. You've carried us. You are our God throughout our lifetime, even until our hair turns white. How we love you, we bless you, and we praise you. In Yeshua's name, Amen. Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>